The Sophia Gray Show. (laughs) (sighs) Hello, listeners and kinky friends. Welcome to The Sophia Gray Show, where we discuss all things sex, kinks, and fetishes. From the sex stories to the latest trends in the erotic world, we talk taboo transparently. This podcast is brought to you by Sophia Gray, the largest used underwear marketplace. I'm Lacey Bloom. And I'm Tracy Bust. And... Tracy, let's talk yes. about let's talk about those those butterfly feelings, those feelings that you get mm-hmm. that make the beginning of every relationship so much fun. There's okay. there's the tease, the chase, the constant need to you know, tear each other's clothes off wherever yeah. you are. <laughs> it's like that. It's a honeymoon phase a little bit, but exactly. you're it's a new re- but it's a new relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And and I mean, that's the perfect way to phrase it, too, is that that sense of like honeymoon phase magic. Um, Mm -hmm. I I know on Sex and the City, they call it the Zaza Zoo. Oh, I like that. It's just that extra something that keeps you coming back for more. And Mm -hmm. the thing about the Zaza Zoo or the honeymoon magic is that, you know, as the years pass you by Uh while while the core happiness is still there hopefully or else you know you wouldn't still be with this partner yeah all of that excitement and magic becomes you know a little less exciting yeah yeah yeah, right I I feel like yeah it's that whole idea of like you know when you think about like the romantic comedy. Um, it's what happens after the end of the movie. What? Right, yeah. Because, like, you know, relationships go up and down. You know, mm-hmm. you have your, you're in the doldrums for a while if you're going through something. If it's just, like, you know, things – when things become routine, mm-hmm. you do lose spice. And it's a common thing. It's not anything to be – it's not a – I don't know. Like, I feel like when that happens, people, like, will, like, question the relationship and be like, am right. I in a relationship? And it's like, well, these things happen, you know? Exactly. I mean, like, you can't you can't expect to have that same exact feeling that mm-hmm. you had 15 years ago when you first got together. Like, right. yeah. there, there are ways to kind of resurrect those feelings and, like, imitate those feelings. But mm-hmm. to have to expect to have that feeling 24 hours a day, seven yeah. days a week, I mean – First of all, who's got time for that? Like, let's be honest. Right, but yeah. <laughs> And, you know, your lives change so much. I mean, this is just exactly. one example, but, like, having kids, that changes mm-hmm. everything, you know? It's understandable. It's understandable to question your relationship and, and you know, just maybe even grieve the how your relationship was in the beginning. Right. You know, it's, it's understandable. And I think what it all comes down to is that we, we all want to be wanted. We all want yeah. to feel wanted and I think Mm -hmm. that's the reason why the beginning of relationships is so addicting I mean the way we're describing it it really it really does sound like a drug I know Um, I mean it's like you're hungry you're hungry for it there's something igniting in you even if like you I I mean like you're having sex with a new person and there's something igniting Mm -hmm. in you that you haven't felt before even if you have you know what I mean like for me like I feel like yes I've had like tons of like you know 
intimate interactions but like when it's with a new person it's all new you know and yeah um, yeah and you're getting all that attention all at once Mm -hmm. from the person that you're really interested in so I mean it's it's like an overload of a Mm -hmm. want and attention and it feels great I mean there's a reason people call it the honeymoon phase (laughs) like yeah absolutely so what we're going to talk about today is different ways that you can bring a little bit of that honeymoon phase magic back into your love life. You know, whether yes. whether you've been with your partner or partners for 5, 10, 15 years. I mean, honestly, you know, the honeymoon phase lasts different amounts of time for everybody. So you maybe sure. you've only been together for, you know, a year and you're thinking, yeah. hey, remember that Remember those first few months when we started dating and, mm-hmm. oh, the mm-hmm. sex was incredible and we would, you know, send each other notes and kiss each other on, you know, the back of our necks unexpectedly. Yeah. Like, whatever it is, these these are all relatively simple things that you can do to make your partner feel like you love them just as much now as the day you met. Mm-hmm. And none of them require expensive jewelry or a vacation to yeah. the Bahamas. I mean, those those are great, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I think these gestures that we're going to share are just so much more intimate and so much yeah. more special than mm-hmm. any piece of uh jewelry or or something Something, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like something, uh, false, something. Something that you think you, what you should be doing instead of something you want to do. Does right. that make sense? Cause yeah. it's like, oh, people always say go on vacation. And it's like, well, you know, if it's not going to, if it feels like you're, it's more of a hassle than a, something fun, then yeah, yeah I, I feel Keep like. Keep it personal. Keep it personal. Exactly. Yeah. So the first thing that I want to recommend is just surprising them with an unexpected kiss because I like that now I'm sure most most couples or you know I I mean I won't even say couples I'll say throuples etc I'm sure with your partner you know it it probably becomes fairly routine to peck them on the cheek or send them off with a quick Mm -hmm. smooch before they go to work but I'm talking about a long slow passionate kiss because oh, great that's so hot it's so hot oh god isn't it and and we I I think about this every time I read a romance novel or mm-hmm. watch a movie we lose we lose and forget about the magic of kissing like kissing yeah. I kissing love kissing is so yeah. good and it mm-hmm. and it's just I feel like we take it for granted that in the beginning it's it's part of the it's part of the process. Like we kiss. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we, then we make out. Okay. Then the clothes come off, you know, but there's no reason that once you've passed all the bases, so yeah. to speak, that you can't go back to kiss. You can't still, you can still keep kissing. You can still keep making out and dry mm-hmm. humping like teenagers, which I will yeah. talk about later. Don't you, Ooh, don't you worry. Dry hump like teenagers. I love it. <laughs> But yeah, and if you need more incentive to surprise somebody with a kiss, let me tell you that kissing is proven to be good for your health. Nice. <laughs> did you know that? that? Did you no. Did you know that this is like doctor recommended? Yeah. Like, I mean, I know it makes you feel good. And so it's like, oh, there's like chemicals that are released. So yeah, I guess those chemicals are good. Yes, for your yeah. health. Yeah. According to Better Health, kissing burns kilojoules and can actually give you a bit of a metabol- metabolic, like metabolism, metabolic okay. that boost. That sounds right. 
Cool. And so the more intense the kiss, the bigger the boost. And like, you know, Tracy mentioned, it also releases chemicals in the brain that -hmm. relieve stress levels, promote relaxation. So this is good for you and your partner. This is good Mm -hmm. all around. Um, So next time, next time they're about to leave for work, rather than just, you know, hit them with a quick peck really lay one on them I know because I feel like that would just like if like I'm going throughout my day and then like in the morning I have like this hot kiss I'd be thinking about it all day and then like by yes. the time I come home I just like would want to tear my partner's clothes off it, you know what it I mean? would be like foreplay for all day long like yeah because it would just like be I mean obviously you would you should you know do your work or whatever mm-hmm. but I just like feel like in the back of your mind it's just like something that was so like something that's so out of routine can like yeah kind of stick with you throughout the rest of the day Yeah. So here's another one. And this is one that I full heartily practice myself. And that Mm -hmm. is lingerie. Because Mm -hmm. I'll ask you, Tracy, how do you feel about like just wearing sexy panties or bras, uh, regardless of whether or not somebody sees them. Yeah, you know, I I love it. I love lingerie. I love expensive lingerie. Not going to lie. It's one of my, you know, um, splurges, I would say. But yeah, I will say, you know, when things are slow for me dating wise, they do kind of exist in the back of my drawer, which kind of makes me sad whenever I open my underwear drawer and I'm like, oh, I haven't worn you in a while. Mm. So I feel like I'm trying to just whether I am in a relationship or not or no one's going to see it, just wearing sexy underwear, just to give them air and feel sexy. I feel you. I feel it when I have to say, like speaking as like a a bigger, bustier lady, like I I find that wearing, you know, the the sexiest and the softest of lingerie has made me feel so much more confident about my own body. Like, oh, which, that's great. Which yeah. obviously, like, does wonders for, like, my mental health. And mm-hmm. um, if I feel good and confident, that means that I'm going to feel a lot more confident with my partner. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm I'm also a sucker for, like, a matching set of lingerie. Love like, matching oh, sets. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's the, like, type A... Aries personality like I just yeah. I want it to go together and the fact that I can like organize them that way mm, I love it <laughs> yeah I feel like um yeah I like matchy I like mismatchy but still like sexy mm-hmm, I feel like mm-hmm. lately what I've been doing is like when I look for like my everyday bras my everyday underwear I try to pick ones that have some sexy element to it whether it's like a sure. cute strap or a little bit of lace like it's still your everyday stuff but it like still feels cute I feel like yeah helping me you know especially right now you know just in terms of it's like I still feel sexy but it's also my everyday stuff too because it can still be comfortable like I I think people have this idea that like lingerie it's oh it's you're all strapped in and like it's one hook and I release Mm -hmm. and that's it'll all come tumbling down and like that's fine there is lingerie like that but you there is plenty of sexy bra and panty sets perfect for everyday use as well Mm -hmm. so don't Mm -hmm. think that you can't wear them even if you're just laying around at home during quarantine and and this applies to the gentlemen as well like I know when we think lingerie we automatically think ladies and right yeah I don't think that's the case I think regardless of who you are what your gender is you know the type of clothes that you wear including the clothes underneath your clothes can impact how you feel and your confidence levels. And so Mm -hmm. 
you know, gentlemen, pick out a cute pair of boxers or briefs, you know, whatever you're rocking, because you're going to feel good by, you know, mm-hmm. looking good. And that's going to make your, your partner feel good, too. Yeah. So I also want to recommend the idea that maybe you and your partner should consider switching roles for the Ooh. night. Yeah. Now, and I know that's not going to work for everybody, but if you're used to taking, say, the dominant stance in the bedroom, Mm -hmm. maybe you can try flexing your submissive side for the night. And fun. You know, vice versa. If you're used to being submissive, take a stab at being a little bit more bossy Mm -hmm. during sex. So um, I think I think by doing that and switching things up, it'll really allow you and your partner to explore the things that maybe you've always wondered about like yeah. if you're if you play it more dominant you know maybe you you kind of want to tap into like well how's my partner feeling when I do this you know mm-hmm. and that might be you might even make some surprising discoveries about yourself and what you what you like so I, I think it could be fun. It would spice things up in the bedroom. We were mm-hmm. all about finding different ways to spice things up. you sure. would get to try something new um but it can also help you both of you hone in on what kind of bedroom personality mm-hmm. you have and mm-hmm. why you like things the way you like them yeah yeah totally okay so how about let's talk about love languages oh, because the big do thing. you yeah are I, I'm trying to remember if we've talked about love languages as much before but Tracy do you know do you know what your love languages are yeah, I took the test and the one that I that I was described as is words of affirmation. Mm. But I was taking this test with a partner one time and we were like, we like all of these things. Like <laughs> yeah. acts of services are great and gifts yeah. are great and physical touch is great. Quality time is great. You know, like it's it's not that like I want everything to shut down except for people telling me you're beautiful all oh, the time. Right, like, right, right. You know what I mean? But yes, I feel like words of affirm- words of affirmation were the ones that, that – okay. um, I got and I will say like I love being complimented during sex you know I love oh, it yeah and, it, it, and I feel like for me I want to do that more for my partner and I don't and I want to I want it like that's my personal goal right now is just being more vocal mm-hmm. um you know because I like it so much and I want to see if my partners like it you know yeah yeah well okay so and for anybody who for some reason has not heard of love languages before first of all I would urge you to take the love languages quiz um and I think this this comes from Dr. Gray Chapman and the whole idea behind love languages is that each one of us gives and receives love Mm -hmm. in different ways Mm -hmm. where we're looking for different and that makes perfect sense I mean this is the reason why certain couples work better than other couples wait Lacey what's yours sorry I interrupted you I'm just so curious oh no yeah no no I I took so I took it um when you take the quiz you have the option to do it like as a couple or Mm -hmm. as an individual and so I took it as an individual and they rank they ranked them for me. Like, you know, here's your top one to yeah. here's your bottom one. Mm-hmm. And my top one is definitely acts of service. Oh, I, I love yeah, that. I like to be shown love, like as opposed yeah. to like somebody saying stuff to me. Although I, I will say, I think words of affirmation was either my second or third one. But acts of service to me is like the top one. And I completely agree with that. Like I, if somebody 
if so if somebody knows that I'm having like a rough day and like I'm mm-hmm. struggling to get all my stuff done and he, my partner would then take the extra initiative to clean the house and order dinner you know something mm-hmm. like that like that act of service to me says a lot more than like a gift sure. like yeah sure yeah I love giving gifts so mm. <laughs> that's the other that's thing <laughs> yeah it's weird like I feel like you know we have our main love language but like mm-hmm. there's no denying that like all of them can attribute to a single person for sure, sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So and the five of them, according to Dr. Gray Chapman, are acts of service, quality Mm -hmm. time, words of affirmation, physical touch and receiving gifts. And so, again, depending on how your partner likes to receive love, this will change the things that you can do for them. So obviously Mm -hmm. the first thing you would need to do is figure out what your partner's love language is. And so the easiest way to do that is to take the quiz, you know, just like Tracy and I have. It's very simple. It's online. It'll take you 10 minutes at the most. Yeah. And I feel like once you know how your partner likes likes to be shown or and given love, like once you learn their love language, it can be a great way to ensure that you're you're giving them love and attention in the way that mm-hmm. they desire the most. Yeah, it seems so great for for couples for sure. Yeah, because you might not match up, and that's okay. Like you might prefer acts of service, and they might prefer physical touch. That's fine. Um, mm-hmm. but now that you know that, you can start to shower them with physical touch. Yeah. But yeah, so I definitely in the recommend. Shower. Yeah. In, in the shower. Yeah. Oh, that's coming up on my list too. <laughs> oh, whoops, sorry. I jumped ahead. <laughs> no. It's all good. So, um something that actually I think ties right into acts of service as far as the love languages go is completing a task on your partner's to-do list. Yeah, that's sweet. So, that's sweet. even even if, you know, acts of service isn't at the top of your your love language list, mm-hmm. I I feel pretty confident in saying that most women, and specifically women interested in men, most women who find men who do housework sexy. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all have a to-do list, you know, and yeah, some having your partner take care of something is like awesome. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, and when you've been together for a long time, especially, you know, the everyday hustle and bustle, it can wear you both down so much that by the time Mm -hmm. the day is over and it's time for, you know, hopefully some sexy times to begin, you're you're too exhausted. And instead, you opt for another episode of your, you know, favorite Netflix show (laughs) or uh passing out on the couch. Sure, that happens. We've all been there. That's and that's fine. And while that's a whole new kind of intimate, the uh, non-sexual kind that you know you're totally fine being together without having sex. Sometimes you and your partner may find that you're missing out on the romance and mm-hmm. bond of connecting sexually. So right. you know that's that's okay. That's you know again this is we're talking about sustaining relationships here. Like mm-hmm. we're talking about how to keep the spark alive and bring back that that honeymoon honeymoon magic so a simple task I think could make all the difference and it could leave you freed up at the end of the night for a little something 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 yeah 
I'm winking so, at you, by the way. Oh, oh, good. Speaking of summer something, let's talk about sexting. <laughs> I love sexting. I think it's so oh, fun. Can I you do imagine too. you're in a relationship for a while, you, you know, and then someone suddenly you get a sex? I'm like, that's so exciting. Right. Because I feel like sexting is it's become so regular in terms mm-hmm. of the whole getting it sounds weird to say it's become so regular in terms of the getting to know each other process but but I it's true like I I find sexting to be a lot more common in the casual dating world today Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. versus you know relationships and couples who have been together for over 10 years like this is yeah this was actually um, from a study that said only 6% of couples in relationships for 10 years and beyond regularly sexed with each other. Um, that was from Adam and Eve's sex toy company survey. And yeah. that's that's compared to 42% of people in the casual dating world and 32% of people who have been together for less than 10 years. Interesting. Yeah. But here's the thing. Sexting sexting builds trust. One of the best things about it is that mm-hmm. it feels inherently intimate to type yeah. sexy things. So Yeah, because it's like you're going throughout your day and you're like whatever and then you get like these secret sex. I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, and another thing is that as you're getting all those those sex through sex throughout the day, it's it's foreplay. It's you know, it's yeah. teasing and dirty talk. Mm-hmm. And what I love about it is like that can be you can be doing that all day long, sitting mm-hmm. at the desk in your office, and then the moment you walk in through that door at night, like Ugh, okay, so, hard. so great. <laughs> Yeah. And then one of the things that I want to say we've talked about briefly in a, in other episodes is that the great thing about sexting, I think we, we had this conversation when we talked about um, phone sex, was that mm-hmm. you can talk about new kinks and new fantasies with your partner before actually testing them out. Yeah. So which is it's great. a great way to, yeah. you know, test the waters and mm-hmm. see what they think about this kink by slipping it into a naughty text message yeah do it why not so and while we're at it make out like teenagers (laughs) (laughs) that's so it's like I find it like cute too you know what I mean it is. It's cute. It's wholesome. It's a little bit dirty, but like not all the way dirty. Like I'm yeah. telling you, we need to bring back kissing. We need to make mm. kissing sexy again. And Normalize kissing. It's so true. But yeah, yeah, make out sessions. When when did we all stop making out? That's what I want to know. It's because like when you were a teenager, like the having a hot steamy makeout sessions where like you both know we can't go beyond this this is it like right here we gotta make the most of our time yeah it's so crazy because it's like when it's like once you start having sex you're like oh what's the point of making out you know because we can have sex now. Yeah. you know like I feel like but no making out is fun yeah and I think there's something extra steamy about only making out like yeah using it Using it as it is a type of foreplay, but using it as um, I mean, it almost is like a sense of edging of just like this is it is, this is oh, as yeah. far as it's going to go. So this is we just going to feel each other, be with each other, touch each other, yeah, but no penetration. It is, yeah, it is just like you're exploring each other's bodies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's great. I'm a fan. I'm a oh, fan. Yeah. So 
this next one, I anybody who's ever seen Magic Mike is yeah. gonna agree with yeah. me, and uh-huh. that is the power of a striptease. It's great. Because oh yeah, we we all like to watch our partners get naked, but mm-hmm. there's there's something that I think along the way of being together, much like kissing, gets. Uh-huh lost we we kind of lose the fun in it and I think what we can do with a striptease we can slow it down we can really drink in our partner's bodies for sure oh my gosh and to add to that not only is it unbelievably sexy but it's also a bit of a workout if you want it to be Because, like, there's that Carmen Electra, like, striptease workout, which is fun. You know right, what I mean? Because, like, right. sometimes I think, like, for me, sometimes I feel, like, a little silly doing it. But yeah, I think I know. reminding yourself that you're not being silly, like, it's not silly, you know. Or no. Unless you want it to be and you enjoy it. But it's, like, you, like you're feeling self-conscious, but it's really not as bad as you think. You know what I mean? It's sexy. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, what with the rise of, like, pole dancing and pole classes and everything Mm -hmm. like I took I was taking pole classes and I took a class that was entirely dedicated to the floor and where you don't even touch the pole it's all about doing like a routine Uh on the floor like getting to the point where you would start to take off your clothes and I mean I think you know, it, it's a great way to kind of like tease your partner, especially if you, you know, tell them like, well, you can look, but you don't touch mm-hmm. until I say you can. Like, it's a great power dynamic play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I would love to see more male strip teases <laughs> yes. in general. Like, absolutely. I. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, boy. Let me tell you, fellas fellas um out there who like the ladies I I can't speak for the fellas who like the fellas but I'm sure they they'd approve as well um we would love to see you take off your clothes (laughs) yeah do it do it dudes it's so true I I cannot think of a woman that would not appreciate a slow striptease yeah her her man so not at all yeah yeah it's it's a it's a almost surefire way to uh (laughs) to end the evening right so yeah absolutely I'm here for it now I think we mentioned showers earlier we did yes I would like to recommend although I'm gonna add a few caveats to it I'd Mm -hmm. like to recommend hopping in the shower with your partner so here's the thing I, I, we, we've talked about this before. We're both fans of, you know, playing in the shower. Shower's yes, fun. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, it has to be well executed or else it's going to be really annoying. Sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because if you've been together for a long time, things that used to seem hot and exciting, like shower sex, can sometimes become more of like, okay, but like, can we just have sex in the bed instead right or (laughs) you know Uh it's but if your partner isn't in a hurry you know that this would be a good time to maybe hop in the shower with them surprise them absolutely I think that's fun yeah lather rinse rinse them up and um if you catch each other in the right mood this could be a great way to get a little extra loving in the morning start the day off right yeah I think that's great I love morning sex 
Yeah, exactly. I will just say, like, I, again, consider the timing of it. Because if you've got a partner that's rushing to get ready for work and they're jumping into their morning shower to, and they have 10 minutes maximum. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's, uh, yeah. (laughs) This isn't the time. Yeah. So plan, plan accordingly, I guess, is Mm -hmm. what, what I'll say. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, on the flip side, if you're talking about something more of, you know, in the evenings or the weekends, you know, a couple fun things could be to plan a romantic weekend away. Yeah. It could it could even just be a romantic date night, like something that's, you know, simple. It doesn't have to be this weekend getaway. If you don't have mm-hmm. the funds for it, if you don't have the time for it, that's okay. The whole idea is that it's just going to be just the two of us, you know, yes. just the two of yeah. us together, no kids, no this, you know, and um, that's that's something you need to set aside the time for each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether mm-hmm. you have kids or not, whether you have other partners or not, it's it's important to set aside, you know, I'd say I think one night a week is really a great amount of time to set aside yeah, for each other. I think that's great. Yeah. Something else could be to offer them a massage after a long, hard day. I mean, hello, there's your date night. There's your date night together, right? I know. (laughs) Massage night. I love it. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't, again, doesn't have to be a fancy massage at a spa. In fact, I would personally prefer to have my partner being the one offering to, you know, rub me down at the end of a hard day. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Although that being said, if you do want to spring on a spa package, you can always make it a couple's massage. I know. That sounds great. Yeah, I think that's great. It's it kind of ties into one of the next things I want to talk about, which is like giving yourself a little TLC and just, you know, making sure that as much as you're putting into finding things to show your partner how much you love them, that you're also putting in the self-care um for yourself what you know whatever whatever that looks like because as we know we can't necessarily be the best partner we can be for somebody else until we're also taking care of ourselves it's so so true yeah absolutely because it is because sometimes it does have to do with you know how you're feeling about yourself or things that you're going through personally and it's like working on yourself is the best way you can help other people you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and self-care looks different for everyone. Like, I know we have this this idea of, like, oh, well, that means a hot bubble bath and getting your nails done. Face mask, yeah. Yeah, and, like, and that's fine. Like, that's, you know, uh, and there are a few things that you can do to also involve your partner Mm -hmm. as well in your self-care routine. Like, maybe that means that you buy yourself a perfume that you like to wear um, Mm -hmm. that you know that they also love or you're shopping for some of the lingerie we mentioned that we know that they love to see you in. But at the same time, it's there's also got to be some balance to making sure that you're you're doing some of this for yourself as well. I mean, that's what this is all about is not just making your partner feel wanted, but also making this uh, strengthening this connection between the two of you. So right. Yeah. Something else that I think is really sweet, and I know that some people aren't into it, is PDA, public displays Mm, of affection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing about PDA, because how do you, I mean, what's your like initial thought when it comes to PDA? I like it. 
I think it's great. Like, I feel like there's something, like, kind of dominant about it of, like, this person belongs to me, you know? Mm. And I like it. Yeah. Is there anything, like, when you think about PDA, are there certain gestures or yeah, things that like, like you you like or don't like I like a lower back touch for sure mm-hmm. hand holding I like putting your arm around someone's shoulder you know I like that stuff mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's good and here's the thing is I know plenty of people who say like we don't we don't like PDA like we don't like of course yeah we don't which is you know fine. want people looking at us and and I get that the thing is PDA does not have to mean making out in the park or holding hands everywhere you go it's it doesn't have to mean anything that you don't want it to mean so when it comes to PDA I do think it's important that I I do think PDA is important in a relationship depending on you know who you are and the personalities of the people involved but it's up to you to set the own rule, your own rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the best part. So even the little gestures matter. So yeah. if you're not super into showing affection in public, little gestures like opening a car door for your partner yeah, or yeah. offering to let them go first in line, anything that you do in public to show this person that you care about them can be considered PDA, public of displays course. of affection. Yeah. Yeah. So much like anything else, set the rules in your relationship. Decide it for yourselves because mm-hmm. you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Um, and, you know, have fun. Let's talk about what I think every couple should spend their Saturday doing. And that's buying a new sex toy to try together I think that's fun I think that's great you're doing it I I love doing something together with your partner I love doing that I love it I love it especially like uh whether you're going to a shop to buy it or shopping online like I think just the the act of shopping itself is a great foreplay I agree I think it's fun I think I, and there's also something like when you're being communicative about it is also very mm-hmm. sexy to me oh yeah absolutely well we love communication oh on this yeah podcast. of course <laughs> it's key yeah and and then there's the whole anticipation of waiting for it to arrive yeah. like mm-hmm. oh so exciting and and again there's there's so many things that you can buy you know we have talked about several on this podcast before of but if you're if you're looking to incorporate something new into your sex life, um, you know, one of the easier things to start with might be simple restraints. Mm-hmm. It could be handcuffs. It could be, you know, maybe a light rope, whatever it might be. Um, yeah. You you could be looking specifically for a product for um, uh, for somebody with a penis. And mm-hmm. that might be, you know, a tanga egg. It could be a cock ring. Um, and you know, I mean, we, we have, I, it's so annoying to me that there's so, so much stigma around male sex toys in general. Of course. Um, Yeah. But there, don't let that stop you because there are plenty of toys for the men to be had. Mm -hmm. So please, please find them. And if we're talking about the ladies, you know, obviously using a vibrator on your woman during sex does not. They'll love yeah, it. I mean, I don't think it gets much better than that. And here's the thing that I think holds a lot of couples back, um, especially as men think about 
being with women is that if she's using a vibrator, that means I'm not enough. And that right. is N- far absolutely from far, far from, from the truth. Yeah. So false. Sex toys during sex are what most sex toys are actually meant for, believe it or not. So using a vibrator to stimulate her clit while you take her from behind, Mm. you know, I mean, that's, that will, that will give her all kinds of amazing feelings. Like believe us, we know, we know. (laughs) So in the final one that I want to recommend that Mm -hmm. we've absolutely talked about on this podcast, because it goes hand in hand with, you know, <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Hand in hand with uh with some of our favorite things including sex toys and communication and that is mutual masturbation. It's so mm. fun. I think it's my favorite thing in the whole world. I really do. It's my favorite. Yeah. It it really it, I mean it's so great like and here's the thing, masturbating in front of your partner, it doesn't have to be a mutual act this does it doesn't have to be mutual masturbation I just mm-hmm. think it's a lot more fun if yeah everybody's you know masturbating together but I think it's fun yeah <laughs> but then again um this could also be a great way to like get things started like this yeah. might be something that um if you want to get your partner to notice you you might just start without them so yeah because I think we covered this in our mutual masturbation episode like it's it's a little I it's a little less likely that if you were to start masturbating and your partner sees you that they would just turn away I no, think it's a yeah. lot they would you, yeah I doubt that would happen you have a much better chance of either them masturbating with you or them wanting to jump right into the thick of things with you. Or just enjoying watching you, you know, like Mm. I feel like that's fun. Yeah, exactly. So it also might be fun to kind of tease your partner, like maybe maybe they're in a different room of the house Mm -hmm. and you text them from the bedroom telling them what that. you're doing I love and you that. you know ask them to join you or obviously send them a nude photo from or the a shower video. yeah a video oh, of you. yeah or a video yes yeah i mean have have fun with it like i mean you are more than welcome to just whip it out like that's that's an option yeah, too during netflix and chill but um i'm i'm a fan of this whole enticing them into a different room kind yeah. of idea mm-hmm. for sure I think it could be fun but I mean basically all of these you know are just ideas and they're all helpful ways to show your partner how much you want them but one of the best ways to do that I, I think it's honestly the best way is just by being honest yep. this is where mm-hmm. communication comes in yet again if if you find that you are missing the romance you're missing the excitement you're missing that zaza zoo and zaza zoo you and you want it back you want to do more with your sex life just be honest with your partner about yeah. that mm-hmm. because i think that's where it all starts and then from there together you can decide how you want to move forward you've made it this far you've made it this far together so which is such an accomplishment and have fun with it yeah that's I think that's something everybody should remember too is you've made it this far together there's no reason why you can't you know keep moving forward together without you know it might take a little bit of work but it could be sexy fun work yeah I love sexy fun work that's what this is I love it 
Whether you're looking to buy or sell used panties, Sophia Gray has got you covered. If you want to earn some extra cash, you can set up your own shop in minutes and start selling your own used underwear. And they take no commission. You'll keep 100% of every single sale that you make. If you got a kink for used panties and you're looking to buy your next pair, look no further. Oh, and the whole process is completely anonymous. Sophia Gray will never share, store, or archive your personal information. The name Sophia Gray won't even appear on your bank receipt. So head on over to sophiagray.com to start selling or buying used panties now. If you're a fan of the podcast, we hope you'll subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming platform. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you think. And while you're at it, feel free to share your feedback or questions by sending us an email to podcast at sophiagray.com. Until next time, I'm Lacey Bloom. And I'm Tracy Bust. And we're here to say, let them be kinky. There's no kink shaming here.